Hello and welcome back to the BSCS podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today. Um, I hope you have enjoyed our previous episodes. Make sure to go back and watch them if you haven't already. Um, a quick also notice for today is that we have a podcast email address, um, which is podcast at studentleadershipbscs.com. That's podcast at studentleadershipbscs.com. So if you want to get in touch with us, um, perhaps you would like to come on the podcast, perhaps you've got a really cool story to tell, um, do get in touch. Um, Which brings me on to today's um, star guest. So today we have Jed Warden um, with us. Um, Jed used to come to our school and part of the podcast is also revisiting previous students that have been at our school to see where they are in life um, and to kind of follow their journey. Um, So hello Jed. Hi, Eric. I'm good, thank you. Tell me a bit about yourself. So, yeah, I came here from, I think it was 2016 till 2019 20. Um, had a good time here, it's good five years, learned a lot, and it's a brilliant school. But now I moved on to uh, going into football and currently playing for Bristol Rovers at the minute. Mm-hmm. So, out or after year 11, um, so you obviously didn't carry on at sixth form. How did you make that decision that you weren't going to kind of carry on? So around December time of year 11, I got told that I'll be offered a scholarship at Bristol Rovers, which mm-hmm. meant for the next two years I'd be training uh, with the under-18s team at Bristol Rovers and um, studying in college at the same time. It was a quite easy decision to make because I've always wanted to play football my whole life. Mm-hmm. And I just as soon as I got offered the scholarship, I knew that that what, what was what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I did take into account getting to sixth form, but my eyes were set on playing football. Yeah. Um, so, like Jed has already mentioned, in January this year, Jed signed a professional deal with Bristol Rovers. Um, so, I really don't know how football works. I'm probably not the best person to be doing this podcast today. Um, but tell me what this means, to, to sign a professional deal with Bristol Rovers. So, it basically just means that... Um, I'll be playing full-time and training every day with uh, Bristol Rovers mm-hmm. and looking to play for the first team as as many times as possible. So um, obviously the, that will be my main job, um, training every day and obviously playing. Um, and then trying to break into that first team, get them up the leagues and play as many games as possible. Um, so how did you kind of get into this stage? Tell me the journey behind it. When did you start really having a passion for football? So when I was about six or seven, uh, my brother is two years older than me. He um, he signed for his football team, and obviously I'd go along to the games mm-hmm. and go watch um, Bristol Rovers when I was younger, um, and, and I just really really enjoyed it. And then when I was about eight years old, I was playing in a tournament and got asked to come along to a few trials at Bristol Rovers under eights at the time. And throughout then, I went through the uh, the whole academy up to under sixteens, and then from sixteens um, signed my scholarship. Like I said. And then in January, I um, signed my professional deal, so yeah. Wow. Um, so I, I think for a lot of people, um, that they have the dream of, oh, I'd love to be a football player when I'm older. My dad, I asked him, what did you want to be when you were younger? And he was like, a football player. Now he's an engineer who sits at a desk. <laughs> um, so obviously a lot of people play football for fun. At what kind of stage in this journey did you realise, like, wow, this could actually be a career and it could actually be... Um, practically like a career not just a dream so I think when you're going through the academy you just love playing football Um, playing at academy level was obviously a great honour and 
there's never really that feeling of, oh, I could actually make it here. You just want to get on to the next year and keep playing football. But it was about under 16s when I got told that I was going to sign the scholar. I thought this could really be the be the chance for me to go and um, play football for a living. So, And then obviously it, during the two years, I got a lot of praise. And in the first year, I didn't really play a lot of games. I had to wait, wait, my, wait for my turn. And then in the second year, I started off really well. Um, had a lot of praise from the staff and then the first team said oh we would like you to come and train with us and then at that point I thought wow I could really really yeah. go on to do stuff here and then it's just all gone from there so yeah. So you're obviously kind of working your way up kind of throughout a lot of your early mm. life really. Yeah. Um, how did you kind of because obviously you were doing your GCSEs at the same time with that how mm. did you kind of juggle that? At that stage GCSEs were the main, the main um, mm. importance so I made sure that I wasn't getting too distracted by football and if I had to miss a training session to revise or whatever, I did it and they were completely happy with it because at the end of the day, if I would have got an injury or something, I would have needed something to fall back on and obviously mm. I got my GCSEs. So yeah, that was um, an important stage where football didn't come first for once and it was more <laughs> GCSEs. Um, great. Um, so along this kind of journey and process, was there any kind of point where doubted you um, or thought you wouldn't kind of make the cut yeah so it was around under 13s 14s about I wasn't I was less developed than everyone else I was quite small compared to everyone else and I had a lot of people saying he doesn't deserve to be here anymore he's not good enough or whatever because I wasn't as tall as everyone else and for a goalkeeper you need to be quite tall (laughs) but then I got to the under 14s and there was just I had one coach who really really believed in me and he said look you're going to play down a year so I played down with the age group below and from then I just felt more comfortable mm. I felt better and started proving a lot of people wrong and then I got to the under 16 season I caught up with everyone physically and then I just kicked on from there. So what was it that made you keep going in that time? Just having that one coach show mm. a bit of belief in me I think that's just what I needed at the time was just somebody to say look you are good enough mm. you can do it we just you just need to wait until you physically mature, just like everyone else. Mm. Um, so you made your debut at the beginning of May against Blackpool. So for anyone that's not a, a football fan, tell me what a, a debut is. So a debut is playing for the first team, your first game, which is sorry, um, quite a big thing. So playing in front of, at the time we didn't have any fans watching because of COVID, but there would have been eight, 9,000 fans at the stadium playing in front of them all the fans, but they were watching on their iPads and laptops from home. So, mm. But yeah, it was, um, it was a great experience. Uh, I found out the Friday I had to travel up to Blackpool with the team. Didn't expect to be playing, and on the morning of the game I got told I was playing, and it was just like so much emotion. Mm. But obviously I couldn't show it because I had to go and play the game, but afterwards I was filled with like so much um, pride and happiness like mm. for my family and my friends because come all the way from under eights to playing for the first team is a big mm, thing. So. That's amazing. So how were you feeling those moments kind of before the game? Well, I'd found out about an hour before we needed to get ready for the game. So I didn't have a lot of time to mm. like digest everything as such. So I had a bit of nerves like going into the game and sitting in the change room. But as soon as the whistle went, I was completely calm and I knew that I had a job to do and, and I did it. And then at the end of the game, that was when I felt a lot more... A lot more emotion. So yeah. mm. And do you, you do you play as goalkeeper? Yeah, I'm a goalkeeper. Yeah, so obviously that's one thing I do know about football is there's obviously 
probably a lot of pressure on the goalkeeper because yeah. obviously if you don't stop the ball then the team's yeah. going to get a point yeah. um, how do you kind of deal with that pressure because it's a big responsibility mm. in the team but so when you've been playing in goal for what 10, 11 years you kind of get used to it but you've got to just understand that if you make one mistake then you just got to forget about it because mm. if you let mistakes get to your head and you let emotion get to your head then it builds up and you keep making more mistakes so it's one of those you just got to forget about it move on and it's a bit different to an outfield player as such because if they make a mistake, then it doesn't matter. Mm. It's at the field. But if you make a mistake, then usually it leads to a goal. So you've got to be a mo- lot more strict on yourself and you've got to be a lot more careful about what you're doing and try and make as least mistakes as possible. Yeah. Um, so I understand recently that you were called up for the England Under-19 training camp. Tell me a bit more about this. What is this? So... It's basically like any other England squad, just for the younger um, players. Um, so I got told on the Sunday before, uh, the week before, that I was going to be going on the England camp and then obviously it got released on the Friday. We went there for four days and played an in-house game on the Thursday, which is basically all the players who got called up, put into two different teams and played against each other. We would have been playing against the likes of Germany and Spain, but COVID couldn't allow it. But um, yeah, so just went down to St George's Park, which is the facilities for the England, all the England camps and all the England squads where they first team train. And it was a good experience, played with a lot of really good players and um, put my name out there, which is always good. Mm-hmm. And hope, hopefully I've done well. And there's another one coming up in September, which I'm hoping to get onto as well. Yeah. So how did it come about that you were picked to be in the England under-19s? So about two months before the camp, I went on a just a goalkeeper camp just goalkeepers only because they wanted to have a look at some different goalkeepers and see who was good which people might be able to make it onto the actual team mm-hmm. camp and I did well in that and I stayed in touch with one of the uh, England coaches and he said look you're doing really well and you've made your debut and stuff like this and we want you to come along because we believe that you're good enough to be on this camp and we want you to prove that you're better than the other people there at the minute mm-hmm. so yeah so if you're playing for the under 19s for England now. Do you think one day maybe it could be um, like in the Euros like it's happening currently? Yeah, yeah, well, it's, it's always a dream of mine to play for an England national mm. team, and there's no reason why I wouldn't be able to do it or I can't be able to do it. It's just got to have that belief and perseverance to keep going and keep working hard to get to that stage because mm. it's not an easy journey to get there. Yeah, definitely. Um, um, everyone has their kind of their favourite football player. Mm. I don't know many. I know Deli Ali. Mm. Um, um, I'm trying to think of the um, captain um, Kane. Kane, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there we go. Um, was there anyone that kind of you looked up to that made you want to be a football player? Well, I grew up being a Liverpool fan, and I enjoyed watching them. And obviously, the likes of Steven Gerrard and that, and all them sorts of players are brilliant. But the main person you wanted to be a football me to be a football player was probably my brother. <laughs> uh, as weird as it sounds, but whenever he played football I always wanted to play with him and he was always out there in the garden with me and he always made me want to do the same as him because he was in an academy for a young age and I thought oh I want to be like that I want to do that but there's always different types of goalkeepers that are like in the big stages a bit like Pepe Reina and Ike Casillas they're all good goalkeepers who I wanted to be like as well. Um, what do you think the kind of key qualities were that enabled you to become successful in your football career what was it that has got you to where you are today. So it's a bit of like a cliche that you don't really need talent 
but obviously I think determination and hard work has been the massive thing for me like working hard when nobody is watching and nobody's um seeing what you're doing behind the scenes which has helped me to get where I am today um because f as a 14 year old being really small and not big enough I had to work a lot harder than everyone else mm -hmm. to make sure I was technically good enough so yeah that's what I think hard work and determination is yeah. what got me to where I am and how often do you have to kind of like train um, for it so usually um, when I'm in season it would be four times a week but four times a week isn't enough you mm. have to be doing more after training whether that's in the gym or doing more with a goalkeeper coach to make sure I'm getting to where I need to be especially at this young age but when we're not training in the off season you've got to be doing as much fitness as much one to one sessions as possible to make sure like what I'm doing now to get me back into the season as ready and rare as possible. Mm. And how do you kind of manage it when you're feeling really unmotivated or you just don't want to do it, don't want to go out and train, have had enough? Yeah. How do you kind of deal with that? Do you ever feel like that? Well, sometimes I do, but it's mainly just, I'm, I didn't really feel like that that often mm. because it's something that I love. I love yeah. playing football. I always want to do it. But sometimes when it's wet and raining and cold, you just got to mm. get on with it. You just got to get out there because them days are the days that prove that you want to do what you want to do. Mm. So when you got to have the bad days or the good days, and if you don't have bad days, then you never can have good days. That's the way I look at it. Yeah, that's really interesting. Um, so I done my little bit of research um so a lead professional development phase coach at bristol rovers said this about you jed his work ethic desire to improve and his own personal standards is something that makes him really stand out not only as a player with a very high potential but also as a terrific young man um he talks about kind of your work ethic how do you keep a good work ethic just always be a one step ahead of the, the next person in line you always got to be looking up to see who's in front of you and seeing how you're going to do better than them, how you're going to replace them. How Because mm. as much as football is a team sport, there's going to be people in your in your way that you've got to get them out of the way of. And you've got to outwork them, out-train them, mm. do better than them in the gym and all that sorts of stuff. And having that good work ethic helps you to get better than other people and make sure you're the first name on the team sheet. Mm. Uh, wherever you may be yeah yeah and I think that that kind of work ethic that you're describing can be applied to a lot of different things not mm. just football like you know exam season right now year 12 are doing their mocks and lower years might be doing exams too and actually that idea of just being one step ahead and that in itself is almost kind of motivation yeah to, definitely to to want to outshine and do really well yeah um what would you say the hardest part has been in your kind of football journey to get where you are today? Like I mentioned, that was coming up mm. when I was 14. I yeah. think that's a quite a big thing in my in my journey. And there were many points along that along that stage where I wanted to quit when I got told that I was playing a year down. Obviously, it was a bit like, oh, they don't think I'm that good and stuff mm. like that. But every time I wanted to quit, I always think about what I've done to get me to this situation and what I want to achieve out of all of this because... If I wanted to, didn't want to achieve the dream of become, becoming a professional footballer, then I would have just quit. Mm. So I've always thought, well, this is part of your journey. You're going to have to do this to get where you want to be. Mm. So yeah. Yeah, and we talked about how there's kind of a lot of pressure, um, and obviously with that probably comes that emotion. Obviously, I, I can imagine being surrounded with a lot of kind of tough males. Mm. How do you kind of deal with 
that emotion and, and expressing it or not expressing it? Or, is that something you've struggled with? Or When I was younger, yeah, I think I did. I was quite an emotional person and I struggled because um, obviously being a goalkeeper, you have the, the most pressure on the pitch. Mm. Um, but I tried to think of different ways, just always talking to my mum and dad. I think they helped me out quite a lot when I was younger. Because obviously being quite emotional and when you have people always shouting at you on the mm. pitch because they're, like you said, they're um, a lot more... They don't they deal with their emotion probably a bit better than I did when I was younger. Mm. So I just always spoke to my mum and dad and they said, look, this is part of it. You're going to have to deal with it and stuff like that. And they helped me out quite a lot. So today, when I make a mistake or if somebody has a go at me, then I, I'm strong enough to go, no, you're wrong and stuff like that mm. and be able to deal with it in my, with, by myself without having to go and um, build, what's the word, um, let it build up inside, yeah. I think that's what I'm looking for, yeah. Yeah, that's really true. Um, okay, so if you were to give advice to your younger self, or maybe someone else with really big dreams or big aspirations to be a footballer, what advice would you give? I think you just got to never lose sight of the goal which you're trying to achieve, um, you've got to always keep working hard, I, I've said it a lot, but always keep working hard and trying to better yourself every day. And just just don't let anyone get in your way. And if there's mm. someone is in your way, you've got to find a way to work around them or get them out of the way. Thank you so much, Dad, for joining us and giving up your time to come back to school. What, it's like, what is it like being back? Yeah, it's a bit weird. Um, everything <laughs> seems a lot smaller. But yeah. <laughs> Maybe um, that's just because you've got taller. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's been really good. Really enjoyed it. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming. Um, and thank you guys for listening, whether you're a parent or a teacher or a student. I really appreciate you tuning in today. Make sure to go and check out our other um, podcasts. Um, and we will be back with another episode very soon. Bye.